Hello, girlfriend, and welcome to this episode of Rise and Grow Post-Separation. A few years back, I had it all. A husband who was first a friend, a house in the burbs for a family to grow in, and Callie, our cat, right by my side. But then I heard those words, those words that would change my life forever. You know what I'm talking about. I want a divorce. My name is Sarah Casa. And I am here to lift you above the fear, anxiety, and loneliness that comes with breakup. Divorce or not, the pain is one, and the pain is real. I've learned so many things along the way, things I want to share with you now. I will share tools, tips, and actions you can take to grow your mind, your body, but more importantly, your heart, to rise into the strong woman within you. Because guess what? If I could do it and get to live the life I have today, you better freaking believe you can. Now let's start, shall we? Hello, family. Just a heads up, you're going to hear a lot of purring on this episode. We just came back from a week vacation where I left Callie on her own, my cat, and she's having separation issues, so... Yeah, it's not ideal, but this is reality, and like I said, these episodes come to you in real time. So I apologize if this is by any means triggering or not your cup of tea, but expect to hear some purring in the background. I'll do my best to edit it as much as possible. So let us first start by acknowledging the land on which I am recording today's bi-weekly episode on. Today we are gathered here in the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, including the Siksika, Pikani, and Kiana nations, the Stony Nakoda, including the Chiniki, Bearspaw, and Wesley nations, and the Sutina nation. Southern Alberta is also home to the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Now before I begin, as promised, I am sharing and acknowledging another 5-star rating. This is what Avengio had to say. Good advice from someone who has gone through a breakup and is working to help others get through the same. Sarah uses events and stories from her own life, as well as research about the topics discussed to help illustrate how to get through one of life's toughest events, separating from another person. Great podcast showing empathy and love. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for your review, Avengio. If you, too, would like me to read out and share what you think about our podcast, please leave me a review. You can do that easily on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It would really mean a lot to me. And thank you in advance. Girlfriend Family In this episode, we will talk about steps to get dating ready, as I had promised in the previous episode. So as always, we start with a backstory. Now, if you told me, back when I was married, that I will one day speak to people about dating, I assure you, I may have fallen off my seat laughing. I still find it challenging to record this episode for you. I actually went back and forth between other topics, even though at some point we did a poll, and there was a lot of interest in listening to what I had to share about getting dating ready. So you know what? I'm going to share this scary and, well, embarrassing 
truth about myself. I have had two relationships in my life. That is exactly why I find it challenging to record this podcast episode for you. And no, I do not mean long-term relationships. I simply mean two legit relationships where you can actually legitimately call someone a boyfriend. Wait a minute. What did she say? Yep, I have had only two. Dos. Nen. <laughs> legit boyfriends. Well, three if you count my grade seven boyfriend, but I'm pretty sure that doesn't count. But yeah, two. Seriously. My ex-husband and my current partner. Crazy? <laughs> I actually agree. Yep, it really is crazy. But you know why? So a lot of it had to do with my upbringing. I had very strict parents growing up. And I know some of you will hear that, especially in the Western side of the world, and not really understand or relate to what that really means. So this is really going out to my Middle Eastern audience out there. And, of course, there are some people in this part of the world that also relate to that. But if you are a parent listening to this, and this sounds like something you are doing or practicing with your child, then I beg you, I beg you to reconsider. I now know for a fact that part of my decision to rush into a marriage was partly due to the strict environment I was brought up in. Yeah, you know, things evolve and obviously I was an adult, but when you're brought up in a strict environment, there's a sense of wanting to escape, wanting your independence. And so while at my teenage years, I kind of dealt with it by, you know what, not wanting to fight them anymore and concentrating on studying and friendships instead. And yeah, that worked for a while. It ended me up unconsciously, I would say, at the beginning, wanting to move on to a marriage that maybe I wouldn't have if I had the freedom to choose and to try out different things growing up. So again, if you're a parent who believes in that, I beg you to reconsider. But you can imagine how that played into my terror of getting back into the dating scene. I mean, can you imagine a 30-something-year-old, single again, having really only one relationship, really one experience to talk about and to even compare against. Even my capability of chatting up a stranger, I really didn't have that. I didn't have it in me. And for some reason, <laughs> I always joke about how I send out this vibe of do not approach me. <laughs> I joke about it, but at the same time, especially when you want to be approached, it's not as funny. So I would listen to my girlfriends talk about how they'd be chatted up in a bar. No idea what that was like. So having been in one relationship, have no experience on flirting. Yeah, I was terrified. You bet your ass I was. So following my separation, what do you think I thought of? Well, I definitely thought maybe I was never meant to be with someone. I mean, as we've talked about over several episodes, I really, at some point, thought this was the one. I thought everything was going well. I was even surprised 
when the question came up, if we were okay and if it's time for a separation, it really didn't occur to me at times that we were in trouble and other times maybe I would argue I felt it in my gut. But definitely, I didn't think I was in a position to have to worry about dating again. So I definitely thought maybe I'm not meant to be with someone. Maybe being single with my cat was the right fit for me. And don't get me wrong, and we will talk about this more in detail in a few minutes, but that is completely fine. I don't believe everybody has to have companionship, and I also don't believe companionship is one model or one size fits all. And again, like I said, we'll talk about this in a bit. So having these thoughts, what do you think I did? Well, (laughs) the easiest thing, which comes naturally to me, stemming from my experience of growing up is to kind of close on to myself and tell myself, you know what, this wasn't meant for me. Let me take some time for myself and build myself. So while some get into that phase of let's get the rebound on or let's date for fun, I chose the other school of thought or what felt comfortable for me and safe at the time. let's concentrate on being single and let me find love within myself first and you know what yes it came from a place of fear and it was a safety net but I'm here to share some learnings and some advantages to that you may agree you may not but I'm here to share my experiences with you hoping to give you a leg up on what I had to go through at the time Now I do want to address in more detail that there is no right way. That there truly doesn't need to be someone in your life in terms of a romantic relationship to feel complete. To feel like you are not alone. If you remember we did an episode on loneliness. You truly can find companionship through friendships and through discovering love within yourself. I just actually listened to an episode of Christine Hassler's podcast recently where she did talk about how important it is to even find love within yourself. So love comes in many different ways and calling in a partner comes in very different forms. And one of them is calling in partnership within yourself, finding that love within yourself. But of course, I also do believe we're social creatures. And we do need a tribe. And that companionship can come in the form of a friendship. So not necessarily a romantic relationship. We do need to feel a sense of belonging and a network of support, let's say. And that's what some people find in a romantic partner. And that's what other people find in friendships. So again, let me reiterate, there is no one size fits all. And there's no right way of finding a romantic relationship or a right way of defining what a relationship is. But because I approached dating from a place of terror (laughs) and overcame it, I want to share it with you. Like I said, I want to give you a leg up just through sharing my own experience. So I will talk to you about the steps maybe I think of when I think of getting dating ready. 
So the first phase is predating. Going back to that step that I took where I decided to take time for myself. I am a firm believer that one needs to take time after a breakup. And especially if it was a longer term relationship. Now, why do I say that? Especially when I say we are not broken. Why do we need time to deal with a breakup? And notice I'm not saying healing. Again, I will always reiterate, we are not broken. We are not broken, so we are not healing a wound. But we definitely need to process some obstacles and some challenges that we may have faced in the relationship that led us to separation. So if we are not broken, Sarah, you may ask, why take the time? Isn't it that having someone by your side an advantage? Doesn't it make you heal faster? So these are my reasons. One of them, for me at least at the time, was self-esteem. After that breakup, I had really low self-esteem. I acknowledged the parts I played, and maybe some I'm oblivious to, but I am aware that there were some reasons, some reasons that I am responsible for that led to our breakup. So my self-esteem was low, and it's always harder when you come out of it feeling like like it was your fault, like you could have done better. So you need the time to build that self-esteem up. And I'm reminding you, we never want to seek validation through a relationship. You never want to seek a validation through a relationship. Let that sink in. You want to build your self-esteem so that you are happy single first. You want to find happiness single first. So that's why you want to build that self-esteem. Don't you ever look at a person with high self-esteem and think, damn, that's attractive. Why do you think that? Because they're just so sure of who they are. But I also want to caution here that you don't want to take too much time for self-development and to kind of get your self-esteem up. Because we're our worst judge. No one's ever perfect. We're always working on ourselves. There's always something to learn. So take enough time that you're not operating from a negative space, from a wounded self, when you're approaching a new relationship. So that brings me to that second reason. Remember episode 8, where we talked about turning up the dial? I can't emphasize how important that is. Again, loving yourself Turning up that dial one notch at a time only makes you demand more and gets you one step happier and content being single first. The next reason why you want to take more time to deal with the breakup is to really get clear on you and get clear on what are your needs. A lot of times when we're in a relationship, as we know, there's a lot of compromise. We start developing likes and wants that are reflective perhaps of a mesh between ours and our partners. And when you do it for so long, you actually 
sometimes wonder what is it you liked. I know when I found myself single again, I questioned, did I like biking, for example? Did I really enjoy mountain biking? So I tried it a few times on my own. I always wanted to do film workshops. Is that true or was that just something I thought I wanted? So I tried a few of those. So you need to start tuning in to who you are and get clear on that. Because when you're clear on that, you really become clear on what you would accept and not accept from somebody in a relationship with you. You become clear on what you're ready to compromise on, what you're not ready to compromise on, and where to draw that boundary. And then the other reason why you want to take time to deal with a breakup is you don't want to bring your past wounds into a new relationship. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to the new partner or the new person that you're entering into a relationship with. You want to be at a space where, I mean, like I said, we, we're always growing. We're never really perfect at any point in our lives. We're all creatures wanting to get better. But at some point, you also are aware of what's a wound that's a trigger when you're in a new relationship and what's something you're working on and trying to improve on. So you really want to become more aware of what you're bringing from your past relationship into your new relationship. And some time to deal with that. And again, I'm not sure what that time is. It differs from one another. But I feel there needs to be an element of that time for you to process what you went through before going into a new relationship. So find that happiness single first. Turn up that dial, as we talked in episode 8. I can't emphasize how important that is to love yourself and love yourself wholly first. And only then, I believe, you will be able to attract the right people across your path because you will not compromise. When you love yourself and you demand a, you know, a dialed up version, (laughs) as we said, when you demand for your needs and for that clearer version of yourself to be met, then you definitely have a better chance of finding what I would say a more compatible relationship. So now you've taken some time coming out of a breakup and you feel like you are ready. What do we do? Pull up those big girl panties again. And I want to remind you, we do not half-ass what we want here. You call it in. Now I know. We hear that a lot. People throwing that. From, let's do a mood board every new year and call in what we want to surround yourself by things that really push you to that goal. And honestly, I try them all. Because why not? I've mood boarded. (laughs) I've yelled it out to the universe. I've surrounded myself with books. And so start reading. That's what I started doing. The books that come to mind that helped me through my journey. So the predating phase, 
I really did enjoy a book that was recommended during our separation, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work for John M. Gottman. It's an older book, but I actually find it quite interesting and useful. I also read another book, Very Different Reasons, because I was intimidated by all the dating apps out there. I've dated one person, and it wasn't through a dating app. And here I am in my 30s with all these apps, Bumble, Tinder, everything out there. Clueless is where to start. And at the time, Aziz Ansari had the book Modern Romance. Now I know today we know that he took part in sexually assaulting someone. So I don't know if I would recommend or buy the book. But honestly, at that time, it was quite helpful. It even talked about how to take a selfie on Instagram. But I'm sure there's more up-to-date and newer resources out there. Again, Sarah Eccles' book, It's Not You, 27 Wrong Reasons You're Single. I love that book. I also recommend reading that. So those are just some of the books I surround myself with. And a few more that I'm too embarrassed to mention here. But just go into the bookstore, honestly, and browse the shelves and see what speaks to you. What is it that you feel you want more support in? Like I said, at some point I felt I needed support on understanding what dating apps were out there. And that's when I called in my tribe. That's the other thing I recommend. (laughs) So on one hand, calling it in. But on another hand, call in your tribe, especially those girlfriends with some dating experience over yourself. Thankfully, I have a great friend who really supported me through that stage. She didn't judge me (laughs) for my lack of experience. She didn't judge me for being so clueless. Really gave me some solid advice. Really. I actually, some things I, I mean, I, it wouldn't cross my mind. Like I said, I never went through this stage. If you haven't, you would appreciate this. For instance, don't ever meet in your neighborhood. Last thing you want to do is meet with somebody, not like them, and then have to walk home and they see where you're going or somehow in a conversation you mention you live close by. You want neutral grounds. And that was just one of the things she told me that really resonated. (laughs) So you need somebody who's done this, (laughs) who has some learnings to share that with you and to support you, to really know that they're there for you to listen to the bad experiences you have and bounce off what you thought were the good ones. So we've talked about the pre-dating phase, the I'm about to get ready to date phase, what do I do? I had two key things for my time during dating. Getting over the idea of the one. Now, I don't know. I'm sure some of you at this point just want to turn this podcast episode off, and that's fair. And again, like I said, I don't think anyone can claim they know what the truth is. But I personally feel, even if you're not a believer, that there is no one. That's my personal belief. It just makes it less stressful. If you're out there looking for the one, you're going to have a, my guess is this high bar that may be hard 
to meet, especially at the beginning. That brings me to my next point. Bring on the boring. <laughs> I am sure you're like, what is she going on about? What? The boring? First of all, you say there's no one, then bring on the boring. So let me defend myself here. I don't mean continue to date someone that bores you to death. We are not going through all that trouble to get to that point. What this is trying to say is don't judge someone from one date. We are so easily inclined to do that, especially through these dating apps. Go on several dates. You might think one didn't work out. You might think one was awkward. Go on several and different dates to experience the person through different experiences, through different events. Because yeah, one date is really hard for you to be a judge on. It's not fair for you. It's not fair to them. So I really think by removing that stress of needing to find the perfect person and then also needing to have the perfect first date, you can go on a few. And yeah, if you are not passionate, then definitely move on. I'm definitely not advising you stay with somebody you're not passionate about. That is definitely not what we want. We want somebody who, like I said, will really meet us where we want to be met, who really can be with us on the journey of turning up that dial one notch at a time. They see you and support you through your struggles, but also through your self-development. So no, don't keep on the boring, but bring on a few boring dates and don't make it stop you from trying to really get to know a person on a deeper level. So if you're thinking, all right, Great stuff, Sarah. So these are a few pointers or things you've experienced. I share my experiences with you and the tools that I've discovered in hopes of, yes, giving you a leg up. But then I always end with that verse from my intro, from the show notes, where I say, because guess what? If I could do it and get to live the life I have today, you better freaking believe you can. But I want to add something here. So that same episode of Christine Hassler that I listened to and referenced at the beginning, I want to offer a correction. She actually talked about motivating people through your own experience or story. Nobody has a correct journey. And no one journey is the right way. So while I say it to really motivate you, I don't want you to think that you need to follow my footsteps. This is simply sharing what worked for me. It may not work for you. It may work for you. You may take one small thing out of it. If not, if anything, it might just be an interesting side of me to get to know. So I'm here to say our journeys are all different. And while, yes, this episode is based on my experience, it's not to say that that's the experience or steps that you need to follow. No two humans are identical. And what an amazing thing that is. Because it makes for an amazing, interesting world. 
And with that, I will leave you, my family and friends, having shared my experience. Thanks for listening. If you have a girlfriend who is struggling out of a breakup and would benefit from these tools and tips, please share this episode with her. Us women have everything to gain from supporting and lifting one another up. So please don't forget to hit subscribe and check out riseandgrow.ca. It ensures this podcast reaches more listeners to grow our amazing community and ensures you are in the know of the latest offerings. Bye now.